Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Mostly ladies. Mostly the ladies. Hello, how are you? And welcome to episode number 85 of the Hardly Millennial podcast where we are young, dumb, and full of... Opinions! Opinions, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, you heard it here. As always, my name is Adam. I'm Matthew Lynn. What's up, guys? And welcome, everybody. Welcome. <sighs> How are you, Matthew? <laughs> you know, it's um, it's a little late, guys. It's a little late in the uh, evening, uh, night. I just came home from work, dude. We were so busy at my job today. It was a busy day today? Oh, busy day. Everyone yeah. needed a... F- you want to know what pisses me off? What grinds your what gears, man? <laughs> well, I know what grinds my gears. <laughs> uh, so... I, I'm just gonna say, I work at a mall, right? My my coffee shop exists inside of a mall, so we get a lot of mall goers and mall employees that come in for their daily dose of coffee. Sure. So, one thing that really fucking annoys me though <laughs> is there is a law here in Arizona that states if somebody comes to your business and asks for a cup of water. Oh, yeah, you got to give it to them. You are legally obligated to give them a glass of water because it's fucking hot here in Arizona. (laughs) Yep, it's true. So let me tell you what people do (laughs) when they come down to my coffee shop. They, uh, it'll usually be people who work at one of the stores in the mall and they'll be sent down to get water for everybody. Oh, that's obnoxious. So I'll have like 10 people in my line, all paying customers, getting lattes, smoothies, what have you. And so I'll have, you know, 10 drinks on my line. And then you'll have somebody come down and they're patiently waiting in line. Then they'll come up and they'll say, can I get uh, eight waters, Um, two of those with lemon? um, And then one of them, can you put in like three lemons? Okay, sure. No worries. So then all of a sudden, 15 drinks turns into 23 fucking drinks (laughs) that you have on the fucking line. And, dude, it was just that all fucking day. Oh, I got to love it. One of the things you'll see here uh, in Arizona, if you go to, like, fast food places, is you'll see usually a handwritten sign on a piece of paper and, like, sharpie mm-hmm. and it, they stick it to the soda machine yeah and it'll say like uh water cups are only for water please yeah because there's really nothing stopping you from no. just asking for a water cup and filling it with soda oh yeah which happens all the time Fuck, here. i used to do it always yeah. and i mean you're not supposed to do it but they're not really going to stop you either no so people just do that no well it's it's also one of those things too where it's like because i mean the, the places they go to what are they you know they're fast food places a subway you oh know, yeah they have the soda machines outside of the from behind the bar at least right and uh it's just like it's one of those things too where you know they're all just young minimum wage employees they don't give uh-huh. a fuck if you're taking you know if you're filling your 10 ounce cup with with <laughs> soda. soda yeah nobody cares nobody, nobody cares. gives a shit but, uh, you know, you probably save a lot of money over the course of your life mm-hmm. by not buying sodas. <laughs> Just saying. If you're a soda drinker. It's a dollar so at a time, man. We're not saying to do that, guys, but we're just saying it's an I option. I do that. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I used to do that shit all the time, dude. When I was younger, I'd be walking home from school and always by walking by 
uh, to uh, my house was like a subway, you know, and I always go in there like, can I get a water cup? And I just fucking fill up a soda. And oh, yeah, I always fucking knew what I was doing, too. We are getting I also work at a uh, coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not in a mall, not but it's a coffee one. shop. <laughs> not the same one. Different one. Um, and we are getting a soda machine. I'm very excited. Oh, really? Yeah. People but- uh, pretty much bang the door down for Coke. So we're like, all right, we'll That's get true. you a soda machine. We'll have the, because we'll, we sell, I think, like four different types of sodas, but we'll have like the cans, you know, and then you can get it over ice and shit like that. But We used to only have Coca-Cola in a glass bottle. Oh, yeah. And um, it was fine. But now I have the whole fucking Mamma Jamma, dude. Right. I'm very excited. Fuck yeah, dude. That's yeah. actually nice. I feel like that's, that's going to nice. in a lot of customers, too. Yeah. A lot of people just want sodas. A lot of people just come in because they're like, I know this place sells sodas. Well, and we, uh, we're we located on a, a smaller street in the town. So yeah. there's a school nearby and kids walk home from school. Oh, it's like an yeah. elementary or middle school. I, mm-hmm. think it's, I think it's a middle school. Um, so they'll stop in and get either water or some of the kids have a couple bucks. Uh, and they'll that get soda. sounds like it could be... It, Sounds like a blessing maybe in the long run with sales, but that just sounds like a curse, though. Just getting I mean, more of the middle school kids coming in. I mean, I just remember me when I was in middle school, and I wouldn't have wanted me coming in to <laughs> you know, one of these establishments. I think, I think that it bothers me less than it would bother most people, just mm-hmm. because I just kind of have that mentality when I'm at work, like, whatever. I'm here like, for eight hours, ever, who yeah. cares? Like, getting eight or ten waters at once. It doesn't affect me the same way it affects you. We're a lot slower at my shop, so it it's not a big deal. Yeah, I mean, it's... Middle, ki- uh, middle school kids don't tip, though, which is unfortunate. They don't understand the concept of, of tipping. No. Well, I'm sure you'll get a lot of coming in, too, asking for the, you know, quote-unquote water cups and then oh, not sure. filling it with water, of course. You know, and, it, and it's... Fun. Oh, our soda machine is behind the counter. Oh, okay. So they can't do that. Yeah. Okay. I fill your cup. Different story then. <laughs> yes, I fill your cup and hand it to you. <laughs> can't fuck with that then. Yeah, man. So um, other than being busy at work, how else has life been? Oh, life's been good, dude. You know, for the most part, I'm fucking... I'm still trying to fucking quit smoking, dude. I'm struggling so hard with that. It's such a... F- Don't ever smoke, guys. It's it's a bitch. It really is. It's a is. bitch to stop. The only time I find myself really cutting back on smoking cigarettes mm-hmm. is my lungs will physically start to hurt. Oh, see. And I'm, at that point, I will usually cut back a little bit. Oh, man. I, I'm to a point to where, like, even when the lungs hurt, it's like the nicotine cravings are just too much. I mean... I bought I bought patches because I'm trying to I was trying to do it you know cold turkey for a little bit you know just because I I know from experience and other people's experience that's usually the as far as like sustainability of you know quitting yeah. for a longer time it's usually the best way to do it it's but, it's the hardest up front but it's one of those things where like literally every minute that you stick to the cold turkey thing, yeah. you are actually getting better and better. You're yes. not replacing it with something. You're not 
Yes. You're not bullshitting it in any way. Mm-hmm. You just stopped doing it. Yes. And it's it's not to say that like the nicotine patches don't work. Oh, but, not at all. But the thing is they they only cuz like so for those who don't know, um if you use nicotine patches, in this case like Nicoderm is probably the most popular one. They're usually done in like stages. So you have the first stage patches that have the most nicotine that goes into your body and then you're supposed right. to switch to stage 2 and then stage 3 and then eventually just not be wearing the patches at all but like the issue i always run into is first of all i'm just super addicted to them so like the cigarettes not the patches right so so if i wear like the patches you know they will help to an extent with the cravings but i'll still be craving a cigarette you know and then the second one is offered to me i'm taking that patch off to go smoke it the it, it, we've we've talked about it before and everyone always says it too it's it a good majority of the hard part of quitting smoking mm-hmm. isn't the lack of the chemical nicotine it's yeah. it's the lack of breaking up your day yes you yeah. know it's it's that part of it that's mm-hmm. really hard um the most success i ever had was with an e-cigarette um i was able to actually quit smoking everything altogether mm-hmm. no 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 more e-cigarette no more regular cigarettes for uh-huh. months um, and what, the way I did that was I started with a really high level nicotine juice, uh-huh. like 18 or something. And every two bottles that I bought, so I'd buy a bottle and buy another one. And the mm-hmm. third one, I would drop it down two milligrams. So mm-hmm. 16 and then two bottles later is 14. Right. And a bottle was about two weeks. Uh-huh. So it was about a month. Every, every month I was dropping it 2%. Right. So it took me like nine or 10 months. But mm-hmm. finally, I think when I got down to like four or six, I just stopped. Just I was able to just stop. Anymore. Yeah. Well, see, that's the issue I always run into with because there was a time where, you know, even as you were living here, you know, where I was doing a lot of the vaping also instead of, yeah. you know, smoking cigarettes, which of course, you know, it is better. But I run into the same issues with the vapes that I do with like the patches to where. I'll go a period of time with the patches where it's like I haven't smoked. Maybe it's two, three weeks in and I haven't had a cigarette, but I have been wearing the patches. And then all of a sudden I find myself in a situation with either the vape or the patch where I don't have it anymore. It could be something as simple as I forgot the vape at home or I just wasn't able to afford more patches to go buy, whatever it is. And you think you're going to be fine because you're like, oh, well, I haven't had a cigarette in, you know, however so long. So whatever. I should be fine now, but you, you forget that you're still getting the nicotine from the patches. You're still yes. getting the vaping. So all of a sudden that craving just comes back in full swing. And unfortunately I, I work with a lot of smokers. I'm around a lot of smokers. So it's like the second, like I said, the second one is offered to me. It's like, it's just instant where I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll take one. Well, sure. Of course. You know? I mean, why would you not say, sure, I'll feel better. Right. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. No, it's it's a tough one. Smoking is a is a son of a bitch. Yeah, don't ever uh, smoke, guys. If you're yeah, if any of you are younger too, like if you do want to like dabble in that world, like w- wait until you're older. And the only reason I say that is because from what I've learned and from 
just p- knowing people who are longtime smokers is anybody who starts smoking while they're still in like the puberty age. Mm-hmm. You know, they always they're the ones who end up being the long term smokers. And then the social smokers yeah. you meet through the years, you'll ask them like, oh, when did you have your first cigarette? And they'll be like, oh, like 1920. You know, what, yeah. and it's like, all right, well, because you were already developed and everything. So it's not like locked into your mind is like, this is something that I need. I agree. I think I actually I've heard or was taught somewhere along the timeline of my life that mm-hmm. I think it's 21. If you make it to 21 without ever smoking a cigarette, then you'll be fine. You have like a really high percent, like 90 percent or some odd chance uh-huh. of never smoking a cigarette at all. Damn. Like, the longer you go before you try one, mm-hmm. the higher chance you have of never trying one. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I don't know. Most people don't start when they're older. Most people, by the time, if you make it past the development, like mm-hmm. you said, then there's no, your brain would never choose to start doing that. Yeah, one, even if In they general. do, they'll end up, you know, being just that, the social smokers, right? Only doing it when they drink or whatnot. And, yeah. And that's what sucks with... Also, because I mean, I'm, I'm somebody who, you know, I, I do enjoy to smoke when I'm like drinking and stuff like that. But I like when I'm trying to get to the point of quitting, it's like, I, I do think at some point in my life, I'll be able to get to a point where I can be a social smoker. But right. I mean, I think a lot of us make the mistake where we're like, oh, well, it's been six months. I can do it now. It's like, yeah, but you've been smoking for like 14 years. Should probably wait a little longer than six months, maybe a lot longer. (laughs) For sure. But I do believe that it's possible to get to that point, but you really just have to train your body to be like, we're not getting this anymore first and then kind of reintroduce it later in life if you so desire. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's building a habit. Right. So you just have, you have to have to, yeah, the same habit that you built over however many years, Mm -hmm. you have to build a new habit of not doing it. Right. It takes time. At least with the physical habit for sure. But yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a hard one. Just don't do it. Save yourself the trouble. (laughs) Just don't fucking do it. Fuck the money. It's not even about the money. Just don't do it for your own health. Yeah. So, sorry if we seem just a little slow today, guys. For it's very late tonight. It's I don't it's, know if people fully grasp that concept. Fully grasp, yeah. I worked a full day. It's a weekend. It's just you guys consume these at your leisure. Right? So many time of the day for us, it's like it's coming up on the middle of the night. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and yeah. these are, these are the days I hate the most when I like scroll through the news and I'm trying to find like if it's like oh who did anybody like interesting die today or did it's like that's horrible to think but I'm just like <laughs> I always like fight for subjects well, sometimes I don't know if you know anything about Israel and uh, Palestine but no you're telling me about that earlier but I haven't read or heard anything about it yeah there were some <clears throat> uh, quote unquote militants mm-hmm. from the uh, the Palestinian side, the uh-huh. Gaza, Gaza Strip, that shot, um, I read, like, over 200 rockets into Israel. Jeez. Um, and then Israel launched, like, over 100 airstrikes back at them. <laughs> and uh, it was all over the news because, I guess, in one of the airstrikes that Israel launched, mm-hmm. there was a, a pregnant woman civilian that got caught up in it and killed. With Wait, with baby. that many rockets, only one civilian died? 
that just, that may have been the, the most telling tale. It was a pregnant mother with her kid, yeah. so that's the one that got all over the news, gotcha. right? Um, but I mean, in general, they're pretty good about not not blowing up the civilians. Right, the, it, Israel side is because that's like an actual. I I have to be careful how I say this because there's all kinds of opinions on what's going on over there, but. <laughs> yeah. Israel has a um, formal organized military mm-hmm. and they're part of many treaties across the world. They're very westernized. So they engage in certain rules of war mm-hmm. generally. So they, they don't use gas weapons. They don't kill civilians, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, from the other side, it's a less organized, less developed modern day military, more mm-hmm. in insurgency is what the word they would use so more militia more just regular people right. picking up a weapon fighting you know mm-hmm. for what they believe in or whatever uh so on from that end you do get some civilian casualties from time to time sometimes they'll just blow a whole group of people up was is this particular incident though and not to downplay it in any way but is this really for lack of a better term, a big deal compared because doesn't shit like this happen over between Israel and Palestine so, all the time? I'm glad you ask. Um, actually, the answer to answer that question is yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is actually a big deal. This one, in comparison to normal, that's a large amount of strikes in one day. Got gotcha. 250 is a lot in one day. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right in that you'll hear about, oh, a rocket got launched into Israel. I just you know, hear and, about bombings all the time. Yeah. yeah, and usually they don't even land in any city. or They'll land out in the desert or they'll hit a mountain or something. And Israel will, you know, blow up some tanks on the other side in response. Right. You know? But this time they actually uh, they blew some shit up. It, it's, it's, it's a big deal compared to normal. Damn. Yes, the UN's getting involved, which they always do every time there's a something blows up. But yeah. <laughs> they're uh, cuz there's a ceasefire mm-hmm. going on. Like a formally on paper there's a ceasefire mm-hmm. between Palestine and Israel. So uh-huh. they're not supposed to be fighting. Mm. Um and that's supposed to be to make the lives of the people there better, you know. Uh-huh. We want to get to a we want to resolve the conflict and not escalate it. Um, well, you're never going to really resolve the conflict unless, I mean, for the Palestinian side, unless you give the Palestinians Israel and then, you know, vice versa, <laughs> really. I mean, that's my opinion, too. I think that they'll, they won't stop until only one side's left. Yeah. But, I mean, we've made it this far. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been a while. It's, it's, it's so funny how, well, maybe not funny, but just how ignorant you know most americans are i will say to what's going on in israel and palestine there was a there was an interesting little documentary i watched once and the and the documentary actually had nothing to do with israel and palestine okay but there was um it was like a documentary like a experimental documentary where they basically uh these like filmmakers got together and said like hey on May 20th, you know, 2005, you know, film your life and then send us the footage. And they kind of just put together all this footage and see like, oh, this is what this person was doing on that day. Meanwhile, this is happening over here. So they're going through a lot of different, you know, people and uh, vlogs, basically. Um, And one interesting 
little segment that was on there that kind of opened my eyes up to like it was just a small little comment that was made but something that just opened my eyes up to like just how deep rooted the hate is over there for each other between mm. the Israelites and the Palestinians is there was this uh this young man probably younger than us at the time a Palestinian man who was filming, put his camera up in front of him and to his apartment. And there was like this segment of like what, you know, they gave people like questions to answer. And one of those questions is like, what's your biggest fear? Right. Right. And this Palestinian young man said his biggest fear was for an Israelite to move into this apartment after he had moved out of it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like that was like, like eye opening to me, like, re- like that's your concern, like out of everything going on, and like what because of what's happening there, that is your like when asked that question, that is your answer. I thought that was pretty astounding. <laughs> well, I mean, it's hard to put into comparison what happened to the Palestinians mm-hmm. after World War II when they created Israel. For for an American it's hard to really understand it because something like that would never happen to our country. Right. You know, but for for the sake of just trying for a second, I mean, imagine two other countries. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they'd have to be big ones. So imagine oh, fuck, I don't know. What America and Russia. Well, it'd have to be someone other America. So let's say, you know, Russia and another country got into a war. Okay. Okay. And at the end of it, you know, Russia was beating up this other country so badly that everyone else in the world had to get together and had to stop Russia. Mm-hmm. All right. And they do it and they're good to go. And now, after that war is done, the rest of the world gets together and says, okay, now this other country that was getting beaten up, they need somewhere to go. Mm hmm. So we're going to take Kansas, and that's just going to be their country now. Gotcha. Okay. So now Kansas is not part of the U.S. anymore. This is a really, really loose, terrible comparison, but it's the best I can do. Right. Kansas isn't part of America anymore. It's not a state. Everything about it is no longer under your control. These people live here now. And on top of that, if you try to do anything to these people, the rest of the world's going to fuck you up because we all have treaties with these people now. Right. Good luck. Bye. And then they go back across the Atlantic Ocean, back to Europe, back to, you know, China, what all the different places, and they keep living their life. Uh-huh. We'd be pissed. Right. We'd be like, fuck that. We're getting Kansas back. Uh-huh. Right? Put them somewhere else. I don't give a fuck where you put them. Just don't put them in my backyard. Right. Right? Is the, is the consensus people would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd agree. So to an extent, that's very, very loosely pretty much what happened with Israel and Palestine. Right. Is, the but, Jews needed somewhere to go, but to the, have a place. But the, but the argument with uh, the Israelites is that the reason why they have that particular massive land is because that's supposed to be their God-given, like, God gave them that land, right? Well, like, well, that's the whole... Israel's there. Okay. Right, right. But, that, but that's what I mean. Like, that's why it's that particular yeah, it's the, place. It's the holy land. There. It's, their, it's their holy place. Yeah, whereas yeah. before World War II, it was all the Palestinians that, like... But it's also a very holy and religious land and place for the Muslim faith also. Mm. There's a very, very big history that go that that is part of that area. 
you know, all the way back past before the Romans. That mm -hmm. was all part of Rome. That was part of the Eastern Byzantine Empire later on. Then mm -hmm. it was part of the Ottoman Turks. Right. So that land, what's Israel now today, has been a kingdom throughout history. They've had a king, King mm -hmm. David. They've had, they've been a country. They've been Christian. Mm -hmm. They've been Muslim. They've been Jew. They've been a lot of different things in that area all throughout time, just okay. depending on who conquered it. Right. You know, so it's important to a lot of different groups of people. Mm. Um, but yeah, it is particularly very important to the Jews. That's right. their that's their holy land. They have to. They, I think part of the religion of Judaism is to actually go and visit that place at some point in your life. I was going to say that there's a name for it, but yeah, but they, it's totally free too. Like they get a free ticket over to Israel yeah. because it's their yeah. God given right to visit the Holy land. Yeah. Right. There's uh so as somebody who obviously knows more about this than I do. Oh, and I'm definitely and given, no scholar. I'm just, given, this is just a little bit that I know. Yeah. Noted. Uh, but, uh, and given like the loose, you know, analogy you gave earlier with like Kansas, yeah. do you, do you think that it was wrong for the, I'm assuming it was like a UN kind of decision, right? To put the Jews there. Uh, I'm. I would assume that you're actually probably right. I think the UN was created after World War II, and it probably was like was made them that who decision. did it. Yeah, so it was the winners. Right. The winners of World War II were the ones who who made the decision. Right. <laughs> so do you, do you agree that that land belongs to the Jewish people there now, or do you think it was wrong for them to take that land away from the Palestinians who were already there? I think what's done is done, and that's the, the what the world we live in now mm -hmm. is a reflection of the choices that we've made. Uh -huh. And legally, as far as the world is concerned, that land belongs to Israel now. Mm. That is Israel. And if you look at it as an alien outside of Earth who knows nothing about any religions and nothing about money or anything, Israel is the stronger country pretty much any way you want to compare strength okay right. militarily economically the state of their alliances their trade balance everything about israel is a bigger stronger country than palestine is mm. so if there is a conflict israel will most likely win now i don't know a lot about it but i do know that there was a conflict that happened um after Israel was already established. Mm -hmm. So I want to say a few decades after World War II. Okay, we're coming into like, gosh, I don't even know, but I want to say it's like the 70s, 80s. I could be totally wrong with that, okay? okay? But there was a conflict where all of the nations around Israel attacked Israel. Okay. So we're talking about Egypt, Palestine, and a couple others all attacked Israel at once. And said, okay. we're going to fuck these dudes out. We're going to get them out of here. We're fixing this shit. Okay. Right. <laughs> now, I'm sure there was a UN resolution, blah, 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 all that shit. Uh -huh. Nobody needed to come to Israel's aid. Before there was even a resolution on it, within days, literally within a few days, uh -huh. Israel kicked all five of these countries' asses, took over half of Egypt. Right. And when they got to the Suez Canal, uh -huh. which is the... 
the breaking in the land that gets you from the Mediterranean into the Indian Ocean. Oh, okay. okay there's a canal yeah. there for Egypt, and it's mm-hmm. very, very strategic for the world. Okay. America keeps a navy there all the time just to keep it safe. Okay. Um, well, when Israel got to that, the UN said, you have to stop. They made Israel stop. They were like, chill the fuck out. Yeah, they said, okay, you win, you win. Right. And Israel said, okay, fine, we'll stop, but we're keeping this half of Egypt. Uh We're fucking keeping it. And the UN literally said, no, this will will affect our our alliance and our relationship. You cannot keep Egypt. You have to give it back. And they gave it back. And then they built the Iron Dome, which Mm -hmm. is a defense system that shoots down anything that comes from the sky. It's not 100%, but it works really well. Right. Um, and they basically are just ass kickers now. Nobody fucks with Israel, dude. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah. It's so funny because when you look on a world map, like they're they're just... Oh, they're tiny. They're like a tip of a nail. Yeah, you it's know? super tiny. It's like, holy crap. Yeah, and I mean, I propped them up a lot in what I said there, and I don't want to poo-poo the other side either because right. the other side, the Palestinian side, has a very rich cultural history. Uh-huh. Um, they're relatively wealthy too. I don't think Palestine is in poverty. You know, no, I, not at all. I don't think so. They either. don't have as many people, so uh-huh. their per capita is probably not so bad. But I don't want to poo-poo either side. You know, this just the reflection of what I see going on throughout my life. Right, it's just. The way it is right now, as you said. (laughs) Well, then you got a whole other group of people there, too, because just to the east of all this is Syria. Yeah. Just next door to Israel is Syria. Mm -hmm. And in the north of Syria is Turkey. Well, between that, on that border, there's a group of people who don't have a country right now who used to have a country. (laughs) Yep. And they're called the Armenians. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry. They're called the Kurds. The Kurdish people. Yeah, but but they came out like the same place. They came they? out of the same place. Yeah. But right now we call them the Kurds, and you hear a lot about right. them fighting. And you hear a lot about... So right now they're considered a rebel group. They don't have a country, and they are fighting to try to carve their land out mm-hmm. between the border of Turkey and Syria. Right. And it's a very iffy situation. So you hear that there's always these things about Turkey in the news, right? That right. Turkey's a little bit um, plays both sides of the field. They play Russia and they play America. Okay. Yeah. Now officially, Turkey is a NATO country. Mm-hmm. Turkey is allied to America right. on paper. However, this <clears throat> is where it gets a little shaky. <laughs> Turkey is not a big fan of the Kurdish people. Right. Okay. Because Turkey used to be the Ottoman Empire, and the Ottoman Empire were the ones who tried to kill off all the Armenians and the Kurds, okay? Then, nowadays comes around, and they're trying to get this country back, and if they do get their country back, the Kurds, it's going to be in part of Turkey's territory. Right. So Turkey Turkey actively finances forces who fight the Kurds. Yes. However, America sees the Kurdish resistance force as an ally, and we actually give money to the Kurds because they fight the Syrians. Mm-hmm. And we are not a big fan of the governmental regime that runs Syria. Right. So that's why you get some tension between us and Turkey. Mm-hmm. Now take it one little step further and then I'll stop. Russia <laughs> is friends with the governmental regime that runs Syria. 
Uh-huh. So Russia protects Syria because within the country of Syria, Russia has a deep sea port mm -hmm. that goes into the um, Black Sea. So it's strategically very valuable for Russia to keep the regime in power that is in power in Syria. Right. So, whoo! <laughs> that's the best of my knowledge of what's going on in that part of the world. I had, it's a big mess. Yeah, when, <laughs> it really is. I remember when... Um, when I'm sure I, I got something wrong. Feel free to comment. Well, tr <laughs> trust me, even, even a scholar in... Like focusing on that kind of stuff would probably get stuff wrong. I remember back. There's just so much history in it, dude. Well, not just history, but just like there's because like you just mentioned like three different groups, but at one point there were like six different groups. Oh, bro, there's there more than three. With each you other. also got yeah. the Sunnis and the Shiites. Mm -hmm. I won't even get into that, but well, that goes back way past Roman times. Well, and I remember when ISIS was more of a big deal. You don't hear about them much more in, uh, now, but when ISIS was like a big, you know, We recently threat. took the last city from them that they oh, were yeah, holding. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. Just this last year, I think. And, uh, but... I remember watching this video once that was basically just like, all right, so we know everything happening over there right now is fucking cluttered shit, a clusterfuck, right? So we're right. going to explain it to you. Right. And it was this very nicely put together 10-minute video of just going, okay, so this is happening. This is where this came from. This is what this group is. And basically what it all came down to is the entire thing just ended up being this giant proxy war between America and Russia. Yes, is really what literally, you couldn't yes. be more right. If you want to distill it down to what it actually is, it's a huge clusterfuck that involves mm -hmm. a large portion of the world, but it really is, it's a proxy war between Russia and America that yeah. goes back to the Cold War. Because all, all of the started. groups there were funded by either America or Russia. America or Russia just weren't fighting each other. You now, know? <laughs> not to say that that is where the history of it started. No, no, Because no, no, the no, history no. of all this has been going on since there's been civilizations. Right. Okay. The history of mankind happened, began uh, in the Middle East. We just happened to really get involved when shit was hitting the fan. That's what happened. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's, it's really actually a fascinating, fascinating history. There's so many different you know, groups of people down there, dude. It is. And that's what makes it so sad at the same time. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, um, Vince, we've had on the podcast multiple times now, you know, he, he served for our country in the army and he was stationed over there in Afghanistan, you know, for a couple of years, I think. And he came back just telling us stories of just how they're like, not, not, it wasn't even in an insulting way. It was just in an observing way of like, just their, their butt fuck backwards over there, you yeah. know, the, their values, the yeah. way they live their life. Like he was telling me, you know, and I've heard this from a lot of corruption people. has held them a back. Lot yeah. A lot of corruption. A lot of corruption has held them back. Well, it, they used to be the center for science in the whole well, world. Well, that's though, what I mean. Back in the day. You know, it, it was so sad to hear I mean, these kind of things. And then, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, Iran fuck, used Alge to be the Persian Empire. Yeah, I mean, fuck, algebra is an Arab word, you know, like algebra came from out of the Middle East and math. They created just, the concept of zero. Science and yeah. The and, numbers we use today are all um, Arabic numbers. Mm -hmm. But you see there, that's another thing. So we consider as Americans who are not taught very well, okay, mm -hmm. if you're not taught about it, you consider the whole Middle East as Arabs, right? right? It's all Arabic. 
Well, that couldn't be more wrong. So you have the Arabian Peninsula, mm -hmm. okay, which is nowadays it's Saudi Arabia, mm -hmm. Saudi Arabia, okay, Yemen, Oman, Qatar, all those little guys around the side. Yeah. Okay? Mostly it's Saudi Arabia. That's the Arabian Peninsula. That is where the Arab culture comes from. It's where it originates. Right. That's why it's called that. Now, Iran, modern-day Iran, mm -hmm. the descendants of those people were the Persians. Mm -hmm. And the Persians were not Arabic. Right. As a matter of fact, they conquered the Arabic people mm -hmm. and put them down. They enslaved them. So to call... I don't know if it's so much today in modern history they still take it personally, but right. they probably do. If to call an Iranian or a Persian person an Arab is oh, an insult. That's an insult. Take it's offense. probably still a thing yes. to this day. Yes. Because the Persian history is very, very um, proud. Rich. Yeah. Very rich. They were the uh, the golden age of science happened in Persia. Yeah. You know, it was it was huge. They were very wealthy. Mm -hmm. um, made it all the way to Greece yeah. before that. You know the Spartans. Yeah, that, that was all the Persians that they yep. were fighting. So it's there again. There's two different groups of people happening. Mm -hmm. Within all that, you have the Shiites and the Sunnis. Um, the House of Saud is one of those. Mm -hmm. The people in Afghanistan are broken up into those two, and then another one. Mm -hmm. The country of um, Iraq should really be three different countries because yeah. the different groups of people all want their own country there and yeah. constantly fight over it. Mm -hmm. It's a mess. And they should really, for as much as um, we have spent the last few decades trying to clean up the Middle East, uh -huh. to put it into our vision, right? We certainly don't take a lot of time to try to teach our youth about the history of what's going on. Yeah, that's and true. Why are people mad? What are they fighting about in the first place? Mm -hmm. You know, maybe the way to make the fighting stop is to fix what people are upset about. Well, that's very true. I mean, but usually when you hear about anything happening over there in the Middle East, you know, the, the first thing that people jump to is like, oh, it's a religious war. You know, everyone wants Sharia law, and then some people don't. It's like, uh, no, that's like a pocket of it. You yeah, know. it's a very small piece of it. <laughs> exactly. But but that's but I mean, hell, the 2016 elections are a perfect example of that of, you know, all of a sudden, you know, there was this word Islamophobia, you know, being thrown around and stuff, which I even felt was strange at the time because I had already watched this video that I just told you about that was explaining everything going on in there. And yeah, one there was one of the groups ISIS being one of the biggest ones that was like, you know, yeah, Sharia, you know, Sharia law, we want that, you know. But all the other groups, it was all, it all had to do with like governmental shit, you know, about who was in power, who wasn't in power, you know, where right. that power was distributed. I also think that I'm not sure, mm -hmm. I'm not very versed in it, but I don't believe that Sharia law is actually in the Quran. Oh, no, I don't it's think not. that it's actually part of the Islamic faith. No, it um, is not. I think that it is a extremist set of rules that's been made by man well i watched a ted talks once of this um this i i, I want to say some european lady but she like okay. she like made it her life uh her life uh career was studying uh -huh. the quran 
and interpreting the Quran. Right. Because, and she was talking about one of the biggest issues with the original text of the Quran is it's written in such ancient text that it's very hard to interpret to modern language. And not only that, but you have to interpret it to the, you know, modern languages spoken over in the middle East and then interpret that over into English to be able to understand. Right. So then she started. So there's your first problem right there. And then she was going on about how, because, uh, because we, there's a lot of poverty and, you know, a lot of the countries there in the Middle East are third world countries and a lot of there's a lot of people who are illiterate over there mm-hmm. to where it's very easy for these extremist groups to go to these uh, poverty stricken places and preach, you know, here's what's in yes. the Quran when none of it's really in the Quran. One of the examples she used is one of the biggest ones that everybody's pretty aware of, and that's, you know, if you kill yourself in the name of Allah, you know, you're going to get, what, 42 virgins or what, whatever, whatever it is. Whatever right. it is. Right. You know, which she, you know, made very clear this is not in the Quran anywhere, you know? Right. So it's, but, so it, it definitely creates this giant gray area of like, you're, you're right. You're right. Being Muslim is not uh, being Muslim is not bad. It is not a bad religion. It's a very peaceful religion, as most religions are. They they pray the know? same exact God that Christians yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. Allah is literally just the name for God. Mm-hmm. It just means God. it's the Re- same dude. Really, the only difference with they don't all believe, they don't believe in Jesus. And it's well, but. and that's just it. It's all it's all similar stories too. The only real difference between all the major religions is just who they believe the Messiah was. Christians believe it was Jesus. The Jews don't. The Jews uh, don't the, think he's the, come yet. The Muslims think it's David. And then, you know, the Buddhist thinks it's Buddha. <laughs> yeah. But it's all otherwise, the same they're God, all though. praying to the same God. It's same just God. who the who the secondary figure is. I think is, they all really. stem from uh, the man Abraham also. Not Abraham, Abraham. I think that he's the father of all modern religions. For, oh, for all of them? Yeah. I don't, I'm not versed in the stories, but I remember learning it in high school at some point along the way. Mm-hmm. That if you, if you are versed and you know the history of all the major uh-huh. religions... Um, and I, I guess I should distinguish this, like Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. Yes. Okay, that's what I mean by the major religions. The, there, I think there's four big ones in the world right now, and it's those three you mentioned, and Hinduism is the fourth yeah, So Hinduism one. would yeah. not be part of this conversation. Right, no, 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 no. Um, But yeah. the other three, they all stem to a man named Abraham. Yeah. And in different ways, he's part of all their stories. Mm-hmm. So he's he's considered the father of religions. Interesting. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Because, I mean, when I think about the little I know about all the religions, Abraham is a constant, except for Hinduism. Hinduism's kind of its own. Yeah, they do their own thing. They do their own thing. But, but yeah, but I mean, anyways, going back to like the Islamophobia stuff, it's like, I, so I definitely understand the argument of like, you know, you can't say it's a violent religion, but then on the other side, it's like, well, yeah, but but it is to an extent. Well, also, Catholicism has been a very violent you know? religion. Oh, in its very history much too. so. The, fuck the Crusades. I was going to say, we killed fucking so many people in the name of God. You know, during the Crusades. Well, you know what a crusade for the Islamic faith is called. They have the concept of a crusade also, but they call it a different word. What? It's called the jihad. Oh yeah, yeah. Is, is, heard, that, is that what you've that, heard that many that times? That right? Yeah. Well. So that's why they so use that word. So a jihadist is a crusader for the Islam. Essentially, faith. yes. And now that word, nowadays, 
if you tell a typical American who's not very versed in history, uh-huh. you say a jihadist, they would say that's a terrorist. Right. Okay, that's mm-hmm. that's a word for an insurgent, right? Right. No. The ISIS mm-hmm. or the uh, the Islamic State, the Islamic Caliphate, uh-huh. a caliphate is the name of, like we would say kingdom in right. Christianity, they say caliphate in mm-hmm. in Islam. Right. Okay. So those guys declared a caliphate. They said, we're, we're a kingdom now. We're our own political entity. Right. All right. And they said, we are declaring a jihad for our land back, mm-hmm. for what we think is our land, because it was taken. In this case, it's a religious war. So they mm-hmm. believed it was taken by a different religion than theirs. So they declared a religious conflict against them right. called a jihad. Mm-hmm. There were many jihads that were put against the Christians back in history also. And then we would have crusades and we would take the land back. Kingdom of Heaven is a great movie about that. Mm-hmm. I think that's about actually the, the city of Israel okay. that, that happens to. Um, so, yeah, the word has been very um, misconstrued and perverted in recent times. Yes. It's not necessarily... Well, it, it, it is we're going to kill all the Christians. That uh-huh. is what it means, but it's not... In in the terrorist context that we put it in today, it right. it just means it's a religious war. They're mm-hmm. they're calling for a religious war, yeah, the same way that that Catholics did. But unfortunately, you know, at, at least with like the Crusades, well, I I mean, I guess it's it's more similar than not because I. Sorry, it was like that was weird, loud. I don't know if you guys heard that. But yeah, it was like someone's like racing down the street or some shit. <laughs> but like, because I feel like. The, the the biggest difference with like the jihadists is just as I said is they're they're preaching a lot of things that are you know made up from the Quran, which where like the Crusades the extremists yeah are, yes. whereas like the the Crusades you know with uh, Catholicism you know and Christianity but it was usually it was basically Catholicism that was going on was like you know I mean again it. There was a lot of like miss, you know, shit that wasn't in the Bible. I mean, like for example, they're killing everybody. You know, thou shalt not kill is in one of the Absolutely. fucking commandments. I completely understand. What but yes, but not to quite the extreme that like Sharia law, you know, implements. You know what I mean? It's like and um, I think I just think that's why it's more considered terrorism than it is like a religious. I know crusade. very little about it, but I'm pretty sure that the Inquisition was pretty rough. And that oh, was a lot true. of, of lies and made up stories that. that were told. Uh, that that was a little bit different. That had to do with. I was going to say that um, wasn't during the Crusades. Though. No, no, no. That that's a totally different, different thing. This yeah. is a little bit later in history. This is more like Renaissance times, I believe. Yeah, I think so. And particularly here about the Spanish Inquisition, mm-hmm. but it happened many different places throughout Europe. Right. Where they they went through and tortured and killed anyone mm. who did not show faith to the Catholic Church. Right. Uh, which, they didn't really give a fuck who you were. Which I would consider terrorism, honestly. Oh, they were terrorists. When you the know? when the Inquisitor came to town, mm-hmm. you fucking closed your doors. You didn't yeah. want to talk to that guy. Well that's the same thing happening with, you know, I or was happening with ISIS, you know, also I, I remember watching something with like I think it was like Vice News or something at the time where somebody actually like like an English guy actually was able to go over 
and he was like driving around with ISIS members and they yeah. were like, you know, telling them like, oh, this is what we do here. Da, da. You know, and of yeah. course they're yeah. making it seem like, you know, they're these pacifists who are just trying to, you know, spread the word of God. But, you know, but it was kind of the same situation where it's like they're driving, you know, down the street and everything. You have these people like, you know, closing the shutters and just going inside and wanting nothing to do with anything that ISIS was or is and just. It's it's a shade that it's all fucking happening, but here we are. <laughs> here we are. I mean, you, all you, you have to do is just look up some history about it. Do you think we should be getting involved as much as we are as far as trying to like clean up everything going on over there right now or do you think this is kind of a situation where we should just back off and say figure it out yourself? I think the choices we've made throughout history have put us in a position where we have to, right? Well, now we're stuck in it. Now the can of worms has been opened. Mm. So we've already seen, at least once in my lifetime, that when you go over and begin the conflict and then mm. you leave, it's just a matter of time before the conflict comes back to you. Gotcha. You know, Daddy oh, Bush true. went over in the first desert storm and tried to clean house. Mission accomplished, went back home, and what 10 12 years later however many years it was yeah twin towers happen so mm-hmm. you're not going to fix the problem until you educate yourself about what the problem is right and i don't personally think you're going to fix the problem by trying to kill everyone who's an issue right like if you want to say i want to end violence by killing every single violent person right you're never going to be able to accomplish that because as you go about that course, mm-hmm. as you're walking that path and, and making decisions to make that happen, you are going to create more and more animosity towards yourself. Right. And those generations of people who are kids when you're doing that, you're killing their fathers. Right. And they're going to remember that. Mm-hmm. And they're going to grow up and they're going to fucking hate you. Yeah, that's okay? true. So at some point... You have to stop killing the fathers mm-hmm. because you have to stop pissing the kids off. True. And then to put it. you have to eat it for a few decades, a few generations, and mm-hmm. keep the peace. It's very, very expensive, and it might even cost some lives. Uh-huh. But only through generations of peace will you instill peace. True. Is you- my opinion. Do you think we'll see peace in our lifetime over there in the Middle East? Do you think we'll we'll see a time where things are like settled down, you know, maybe new borders are drawn at the time, but like do you think we'll see a time where things are like you know, that's no longer the problem place? No. No. I think it's going to be going along go, going on for a lot longer. Well, my answer to that is a, is a religious answer, is not a logical answer. Okay. So my answer to that is because as long as you have the Jewish population mm-hmm. living in that area, there will always be conflict. And I think that because in the religion that I follow, my belief is that the Jews are the chosen people uh-huh. and that throughout all of history, the rest of time until the end of times, they'll be persecuted. Mm. They'll never die. They'll never go away. They'll always prevail, but they will be persecuted through all of history until the end times why i don't know i'll ask the big man when i get there right (laughs) but it's what i was taught it's what i believe Mm -hmm. so for that reason 
logically, I don't think you'll ever have the country of Israel leave that area. I don't think uh-huh. the Jews are going anywhere. They've been persecuted enough. They right. are not going to take it again. Okay. So right. they're never going to leave. As long as they're there, the rest of the countries will always want to kill them. So you'll always have conflict. I think, personally. Wow. Which is kind of a shitty belief, I know, and I don't even hey, like it, but... Hey, honesty is honesty. I mean, Honestly, it, yes. I think you'll always have And I'd be, you know, lying if I said I didn't agree with you, even just for different reasons, just because I just don't think with all the damage that's been done over there, now, not just with Israel, but just the entire Middle East in general... You know, I just think, just as you said, it's going to be decades and decades of rebuilding before you see more of a sustainable kind of culture going on over there. Well, if you look at history and you go by the belief that history repeats itself, which most people, at least in Western culture, tend to go with that way of thinking. Right. Right. Um, There's absolutely no reason in that case to logically think that Christianity would keep hold of that area of the world forever. Yeah, because true. all throughout time, throughout all the different decades, it's flip-flopped. It's always changed, yeah. Um, and the Christians have been in control of it. Christian, Catholic, I'm putting them together. Right. They've been in control of that area, of the whole Mediterranean, for quite some time now. Right. And it, honestly, it's it's probably due to flip-flop. True. And true. as much as westernized Catholic culture is very, very powerful right now, mm-hmm. there used to be an empire, look them up called the Ottoman Turks yep. and they ruled over For everyone hundreds of years the Ottomans come from their ancestors before mm-hmm. they were called the Ottomans I forget what they were called but they were the people who made it all the way they took over all of Spain mm-hmm. and they made it halfway through France yep they were kicking the Catholics ass oh yeah dude they, Bad. they basically owned like half the world the known world yes. at the time but yeah yes they owned everything um, and it wasn't until the Catholics raised a bunch of money, got an mm-hmm. army, and took it back. And they happened to win that war, and now we rule. Well, they rule. Sorry, I shouldn't say we. <laughs> that was a horrible thing to say. But now the Catholics are in are in control of that area. Right. But there's no reason to say that that Islam wouldn't take over again at some point. You know, it's always flip flopped. True. I guess uh, only time will tell. Well, this I was, probably talked way too much on this one. I've, <laughs> no problem, because I, I was funny, because I thought the same thing yesterday about myself, where I was like, I feel like I talked way too yeah, much Yeah, but I 100% guarantee you I pissed somebody off. <laughs> I That's absolutely right. uh, guarantee. If we piss you off, leave it in the comments. Um, Sorry if I did. Love you. We'll de- talk again tomorrow. This was definitely not the conversation I was expecting to have tonight. Not at all. But I mean, I'm glad we had it. You I know, guess, kind of. I could have avoided know, it. It's, you know, well, here we are. Well, on that I like history, guys, and I'll talk about it. And we'll probably talk about it again, so just fucking deal with it. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) thank you so much for listening tonight. We uh, appreciate you uh, sitting with us through uh, this this uh, conversation today. Uh, remember, you can follow us on all the social media platforms, and we do have a Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash hardly millennial. And any final thoughts, Matthew? We love the earth. It is our planet. We love the earth. It is our home. Type that into YouTube and watch the first video that comes up. It's very cute. You'll love it. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.